Welcome to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. That's our new name. Still going to be BibleIdiots.com. Still going to be Search Bible Idiots wherever you get your podcast content if you want to share the show. But we're slowly turning the name into No Apology with the Bible Idiots because, well, Emily, we're not going to apologize for being Christians. We're going to be unashamed a la Romans 1.16, and we're going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ without reservation and without apology. And if anyone thinks that we are idiots for believing the Bible, that's fine. We're going to accept that name and wear it proudly like a badge of honor. Like a badge right? of Like a honor. badge. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the concerns that I have is that I have been watching the decline of America for so long and just getting clenchy yeah. and I don't want to come across clenchy. James Dobson was some other writer. I don't know if it was Bill Bright. It was somebody like that wrote a book in 1998 about the decline of America. Okay. And they in that book said in 20 years, well, it's, that was 23 years ago now. Oh, so their math was pretty good there. <laughs> they, they really lamented about how bad it would be in America. Yeah. And in that book, they didn't even get to as far as we are today. Oh, yeah. And and so I, I just really want to find the right tone to be pastoral and be a Bible apologetic and share the truth of Jesus Christ. But yet I'm struggling with mm. the just the foulness of what I see. When somebody lies to somebody and manipulates somebody, it bothers me. Yes, absolutely. And you know that in in the spirit of my cousin Vinny, I will come in and blow the whole thing up if I'm around. (laughs) My kids know that. That's why they're very careful with what they allow me to know. (laughs) And it's, it's a nature thing. But God, this is what God says about people who get frustrated or angry easy. It says this in Matthew 5, 22. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Well, that's kind of harsh. Proverbs 14, 29 says, he who is slow to wrath and has great understanding, but he who is impulsive creates or exalts folly. Doesn't create, exalts folly. I don't want to be a folly exalter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. You folly exalter. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs fifteen eighteen says, A hot-tempered man stirs up conflict, but a man slow to anger calms strife. There you go. And so I will say this. I believe that I have been, with the grace of God, through spiritual maturity and sanctification, I believe I'm much slower to anger than I used to be. You've been oh, around yeah. me 36 years. Have you seen it? Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. The things that anger God are going to anger his people as well. And the things that God loves... The people that he, that are his, they're going to love that too. I mean, that's the whole point of following him as we begin taking on his character. Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with being angry against the right things. They're going to make you angry, and, and that anger should move us into doing something like, you know, oh, I don't know, bringing justice to the oppressed, maybe? Right. And so um, that first verse that you read was I I think in terms of someone who oh they're just something about their brother or someone that they know irritates them and I and I don't like that person and it grows and mm-hmm. and becomes uh, animosity and bitterness towards that person and I think what God is saying there is that you can't do that 
If you seriously have something against your brother, you have to go and make it right. Yeah. You have to go and try to make it right. And so that's what he's talking about as far as if you have anger against your brother, you're going to be just, it's like you have, we, we've been given a ministry of reconciliation. And so we have to demonstrate that. That's what that's what, getting at. What I see, if you listen to Tuesday and Thursday's podcast from this week yes uh here on the no apology with the bible idiots podcast i read 10 items that are lies that are being swallowed they keep being pushed they keep you know bringing the results that the democrats want and i just i'm so sad i'm so crushingly disappointed that my fellow americans are this easily gullible that they're this easily persuaded and so i go to god's word and and i want to calm my heart because i would like to be good from the pulpit on sunday i would like to be good from behind the microphone uh monday through friday i would like to be a good father and grandfather Ah, and so you'd like like to do good things like a good leader does right (laughs) like the like you read earlier this week yes Uh, but what I don't want to do is I don't want my emotions to get the best of me, exactly. which is a common thing that's been in my career for years. And so as I've been growing in the Lord, I look at things like Second Samuel 27, 7. says, I called to the Lord of my distress. I called to my God from his temple. He heard my voice. Mm. I feel like God's calming us and saying, I'm going to save who I'm going to save. I'm reaching out to them all right now. And so it, it's with desperation, I'm telling you, share the podcast from Emily and I with people in need. Give them Bible verses. Get them the teaching. Get them the gospel. Yeah. And watch Jesus be the unleashed tiger on their soul. It's not going to be us. That's why we don't keep a scoreboard. We don't keep a scorecard. We want to be intentional with the time that we have. I want to tell you a story. It's a true story. And it's from the uh, early 90s. And it was one of my first experiences with just this kind of extreme disappointment. And I had uh, a situation happen in my life that drew me very close to the Lord, and I felt like a call to ministry, and I felt very unqualified. I was very unqualified. But I started getting into these conversations. And I remember it happened within like three or four months. There were three specific conversations that were very similar. And even though the individuals were different, they had very similar characteristics. And it was this. These people I had this conversation with were educated, I respected them, and I thought that they would have a very similar opinion to mine, and they didn't. Oh, okay. And in this conversation, I was talking about the fact that America was losing its Christian values. That, you know, the whole separation of church and state back then was where they were really, really pounding away that we had to have a separation of church and state. This was during the early Clinton term one. Remember that? That was their push right there. I do, yes. And I kept saying, no, it's a a First Amendment separation of of the state from the church. That's really what it... It limits government, not the church. Not the church. and and, And I said, don't you think that this would result in Christianity not being able to be spoken about in the public square was the gist of it. Yeah. And to a person, they said, no, people aren't that dumb. No, 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 no. It'll never change. And I'm like, you're educated. You're smart. I respect you. I think that you would think like I do, and yet you totally can't see anything that I'm talking about. And And it blows my mind. And that same spirit is on me when I'm walking around the globe today. Uh, I talked to somebody from out of state today who is a good friend of mine and we see eye to eye on things. 
I can talk to somebody tomorrow about the same thing, thinking we're going to see eye to eye on it, and they don't. Right. And it can be anything from wearing masks to whether Biden stole the election, whether we're ever <laughs> going to get fair elections again. And going back to the Bible, wanting revival to heal my broken heart, uh, I go to Psalm 147, 3. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Ooh. Serving Jesus is my only answer to the frustration of watching just a flood of lies hit the American public and so many of them swallow them without thinking from a authentically satanic media source. Oh, yeah. I mean, these people are straight up Satanists in their approach. It's true. I've been part of media for over 40 years. Trust me when I tell you, I can see it and I'll call it like I see it. That's there just are, the way it is. Yeah, there are actually laws that govern news and journalism and so on. And and we've heard testimony after testimony of people who have gone into journalism, who have got worked their way up into very good, prestigious jobs, and they end up quitting because they realize all these laws and all these ideals about what good journalism is and, and how it's to be conducted, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not implemented. It's just, it's all a sham. And they quit and they literally leave their degree, the high paying job behind because it's not what it was originally supposed to be. And Chris, you and I and people our age, we've tasted the goodness. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were alive in the 60s and the early 70s and every generation has had its rebellion and its issues and its problems that it had to overcome. But we've tasted freedom. We know what it's like to live in complete freedom where you are a child of seven, eight years old and you and your friend can literally walk across town to go to the grocery store to buy some candy and come home. And that's perfectly fine with mom and dad because overall culture is grounded and secure and and it's safe. So we know what that's like. And so when that goes away, when that innocence is lost, it's very hard to swallow and accept. And we've talked many times about how the agendas of the left, they're really geared toward very, very young people and the younger, the better. And we've watched that. Now those young people who are indoctrinated mm -hmm. through media, through social media, through uh, the public education system and so on, they grow up now and they become voters and they've been indoctrinated and they don't know because they've never tasted that freedom they don't know what it's like not to be tracked on their phone they don't know what that's like and so you don't appreciate not being tracked and you don't understand why people would have a problem with being tracked <laughs> <laughs> so, i feel like i'm being tracked <laughs> So it's a privilege to say we've been there, we've tasted yeah. it, we know that it's good, but it also makes it harder when it goes away. Well, yeah. God says that his mercies are renewed each day. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have sorrow in the night, but the mercies come in the morning. You know, Praise joy God. comes in the morning. Yep. And so we want to turn over that leaf. We want to be part of the solution. We want to be part of the light pushing back the darkness. There is an email address in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage of BibleIdiots.com. 
Use that to reach out to Emily and I. We both will read them. Send us any kind of words of encouragement you would like. We're going to be looking for support to try to take this nationwide. That's what we feel God's calling us to do, is to create content, to share that content, and to do it with three people, 300 people, 300 million people. It doesn't matter. God's going to determine that, but we want to be faithful and we want people to stand alongside of us. Will that be you? We'd love to hear from you. It's the email address on BibleIdiots.com, upper left-hand corner. That's going to do it for us this week. You have a great weekend. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King.